Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Last week on episode one of our brand new Sifted mini-series, we took a closer look at one of the key elements within Sifted's new carrier management suite, contract monitoring. I was joined by Jeremy Lee, Vice President of Client Success at Sifted, to talk all about what contract monitoring actually means, how Sifted's solution works, how to avoid surprise costs, and switching from a reactive to a proactive approach, and exactly how Sifted are helping to drive success for shippers. Today, in episode two, we're turning our attention to contract performance. So I'm joined by Caleb Nelson, Chief Growth Officer at Sifted, to talk all about some of the big challenges happening in the industry right now, and where carrier relationships fit in, analyzing and scoring contract performance, and how you can tackle the complexities of your agreements to drive performance enhancing outcomes with Sifted, and exactly what you need to know with all of the GRIs happening at the moment. So welcome back to the show, Caleb. Hey, thank you so much for having me back on. It's always a pleasure when we can chat. I always enjoy our conversations. Now, we had a fantastic show last week. Zach did a great job of talking about contract monitoring and laying all the groundwork. So I'm really looking forward to hearing you build on that this week and start to weave all of these fantastic elements of the new Sifted Carrier Management Suite together for us. So yeah. without further ado, let's just dive in. As I've said, you know, today we're talking about contract performance, but I just want to start by talking about exactly what that means, because I think a lot of times we think about contracts being very functional, maybe just dotting the I's and crossing the T's of the legal stuff. But I don't think we necessarily think about our contracts working hard for us as something we need to optimize for performance, right? So talk to us about that, Caleb. I think one of the biggest um, uh, areas where there is a lot of assumption that the contract with your FedEx or UPS carriers are just that, contracts, uh, meaning the rates don't stay, they, they don't move and they don't change. It's not a contract. It is an agreement for pricing. And I think that that is one of the biggest challenges that most shippers have is that they don't fully understand that the carrier at any point in time can change uh, what the discount is based off of. Oh. So uh, oftentimes you'll have multiple rate increases that happen throughout the year. One of the major ones that we're right in the season for right now is general rate increases and how that impacts your, your contract or agreement. The agreements really are a two-way street between you and your partner carrier, but it does not mean that the carriers don't change it. They're not going to change your discounts, but they are going to change what the discounts are based off of or logic in how a fee in your agreement gets triggered. Mm -hmm. So very interesting, and it's extremely important if you're a shipper with FedEx or UPS that you understand when is the right time for you to be able to look at that contract. Is it working properly for you and for your business? And is it really structured for either your growth or a possible leveling out of your business? We're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, pre-COVID normals kind of going back. Um, and making sure that your contracts really are working properly for you, as you said, is a big area that shippers need to be focused on right now. 
Yeah, I'm going to give bring this back to like a cable invoice. I don't know if you guys do this in the US, but our cable companies, you you sign a contract with them and then like 5 months into the contract, the price goes up and they're like, "Well, all your discounts are applied, but this this price had to go up. So now your discount is on the higher price and that's why you're paying more." And so just to bring it back to something everybody deals with on a day-to-day basis, that's kind of what it's like, right? Yeah, they're not violating the discounts that they agreed to, Mm. but they are making your discounts less effective. Mm. And I think that's a really interesting point. And um, the cable discount uh, uh, example is spot on. Spot on. I just went through it. <laughs> so it was kind of top of mind for me. And just to, you know, bring it into perspective of sort of everyday life. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, our professional lives and our personal lives are mixing together through technology in all sorts of ways. And I love it when we can bring it back to something that's happening in our personal lives that, you know, really um, share what's happening in our professional lives as well. And so that's you know, what you were talking about is what I really love about what you've created, because previously you could only do a lot of this with either a potentially expensive consultant or completely by yourself, which you're never going to do because it's just too complicated, right? But now you're giving people the tools they need to really take ownership over their own deals and negotiation. You're bringing simplicity, clarity, and accountability to a really important but often overlooked thing, right? So talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, really at the end of the the day, I think transparency should be in there as well because you're really gonna better understand, like you said, when things shift, And your discounts are actually being taken um, from a different place than when you originally started those negotiations. Yeah, I would say the majority of customers that I talk to or FedEx or UPS shippers out there in the marketplace right now are renegotiating their agreements once every two years, which is, uh, or sometimes once every three years, which is bonkers to me. (laughs) Best in class clients that are doing it right are renegotiating their agreement or looking at their agreement frequently. And when I mean frequently, that means that they are creating and going back to having conversations with their carrier reps, FedEx or UPS, as frequently as needed. So if your business is changing, if your business is growing, if your business um, uh, has experienced um, either a slowdown, even an increase, it, it all kind of lends back into ways in which you should be looking at your agreement to say, Hmm, now is the right time to be able to do it. Um, it used to be that customers would renegotiate um, every two years, three years, and that was okay because the carriers were not in a habit of changing it. Right. Going back to your cable pricing thing, they didn't change that price too often. <laughs> right. But over the last five years, the carriers have absolutely started to change it on a frequent, regular basis. In fact, we saw about 15 rate increases happen last year alone with FedEx and with UPS. Um, A lot has to do with on uh, on fees Um, and uh, not even to mention the general rate increase, which is um, uh, largest in history that we've seen from FedEx that just came out. Mm. So um, it's kind of uh, similar to an analogy of the the frog in the, in the pot. If, um, if the carriers kind of gradually turn that temperature up, um, that frog does not know that it's being boiled alive because the temperature just keeps going up and up and up and they get more used to it. This is a very similar analogy with what shippers are dealing with on a regular basis. When the carriers are making 
frequent tweaks um, where not each tweak is a you know business decimating tweak, but it is enough to make that price go up and mm-hmm. you add enough of those tweaks together and your rates are up maybe double digits uh, on a percentage increase over the, yeah. what they were last year. That is a scary moment that a lot of shippers need to say, mm, this needs more attention than I thought it did. And to your point, there really wasn't a lot of options from a tech, from a technology or software standpoint to do this. You could go to an expensive consultant to do it in the past, or you were left to kind of fend for yourself. Now there's a really easy platform for shippers to connect their data, look for areas of improvement, and then make good on it. Yeah, and you bring up some really good points, right? Because if they're tweaking and tweaking and tweaking, and you only realize it 12 months later, or maybe even like you said, 24 months later, yeah. if they're not even checking their contracts or they're not really paying attention, that could be a lot of money on the table that they haven't really been able to fix in the moment. Yes, and where sh- where shippers or or I think most businesses are looking at. Um, a possible slowdown in the economy, uh, you know, knock on wood, but um, that it doesn't happen. But um, all signs are kind of pointing to at least it's going to just not be as fast paced growth as, as it's been. A lot of businesses are looking at ways in which they need to tighten their belt. This yeah. is a great option in order to be able to do it to start 2023 off with a rate decrease, not a rate increase. So true. And that's another way of thinking about it, right? It's not just what's happening internally at your organization, but the carrier is slowly doing things that you might not be paying attention to that you really should be making uh, paying attention to. And even though we're talking about a general rate increase right now, that does, doesn't necessarily need to be the case for you. Because if you haven't looked at it in a while and you do implement like the sifted technology to be able to take a look at everything, you might actually be winning after doing that, regardless of the general rate increase. So I, I would suggest everybody goes and takes a look at it. So what are some of the big challenges you're seeing in the industry right now? I mean, we've mentioned the general rate mm-hmm. increase. I mean, this has got to be one of the most talked about GRIs I think I've ever seen in my career. And how is this impacting businesses and those all important contracts? So uh, this GRI is the most talked about. I think I've been in transportation for 20 years and it is the most talked about. It is also the largest um, increase that we've seen. So there is good reason for it being talked about on a regular basis. Sifted predicted that the carrier, um, in this case FedEx, would be over 6% on their on their generate increase. They landed at 6.9%. Hmm. So at the top end. Wow, that's pretty good. It is. Um and it was a prediction that you was one of those predictions you weren't happy came true. Mm, um, yeah, I was yeah. I'm not happy to see the market really take as big of a hit um, uh, on it because I think the big secret with the general rate increase that the carriers want you to believe is that it's going to be a 6.9 percent increase for you, and it's a flat increase. It is not a flat increase. It's a dynamic increase, which means. If you, um, it's 6.9% on average for uh, the average FedEx shipper. Mm. However, um, if you are shipping not everything in a nice 20 inch by 20 inch by 20 inch tight box, you've got uh, potential problems for having that increase be maybe double digits. Um, Mm -hmm. So do not apply the 6.9% from 
FedEx, if you're a FedEx shipper, as the norm. Um, in a lot of, if you're an e-commerce business, sending a lot to um, uh, consumers at residential locations, um, a lot of our preliminary studies put those e-commerce businesses on average at, in a double-digit increase. A double-digit increase with no change to your business simply from December 31st to January 1st is a massive, massive um, increase that most businesses need to start be need to start looking at levers that they can pull to reduce costs before it goes into effect. The last thing you want to have happen is six months, 12 months down the road, be asking, yeah. why is my shipping through the roof? I'm over budget. And you've got people yelling at you in your organization to see what you can do to figure it out. Now's the time to be proactive, not uh, reactive to it. Absolutely. Now, at the time of recording this, UPS has not come out with their GRI. What are they waiting for? Yeah, they traditionally go a little bit later on. In okay. fact, I think it was last year, the year before, they announced in December, hmm. which gave shippers less than three weeks by the time they announced it to adjust. Wow. Um, and they got a lot of heat for it. I anticipate that they'll probably announce in November timeframe. Mm -hmm. um, so in about a month, my guess is. And we're predicting that they match or are pretty close to FedEx. Traditionally, FedEx and UPS have mirrored each other. In a lot of these scenarios, and we anticipate this to be pretty similar. So now is a really good time to get the sifted technology in-house <laughs> so that you are ready to go when that GRI comes out if you because like you said, it doesn't give you a lot of time, right? I mean, considering all the shippers are in peak right now, yep, and so you know everything's sort of blowing up because they have to get orders out the door and there's a time crunch element there. Maybe it's strategic that they're coming out with it right now and you only get six weeks to sort of manage it before it actually gets into place. And so that makes it even more important to have technology like this in place um, so that you can be proactive. Yeah, that's spot on. And time is of the Definitely. essence here. I think this is a situation where if you are given, let's say they give you six weeks, um, it takes some time to implement some of those changes and to see it reflected back into real life. Mm -hmm. So uh, to get on it um, and to make some strong impacts. And like I said, it would be a, a pretty sweet way to, to start uh, 2023 off with a rate decrease instead of a gargantuan, maybe double digit increase. Yeah. Can you imagine? So tell us about carrier performance within the sifted carrier management suite then, and how is that helping to address some of these issues? So a lot of times we have clients that in their agreement, um, their agreement with FedEx or UPS has tiers. So it's not just a flat discount. It's a flat discount based off of your spend mm. and that's dynamic. And it's a discount based off of service levels. So if you ship ground versus next day, and then in some categories, it's by weight break, by service level, by tier. So if you think of it like a matrix, it gets pretty complicated pretty fast. And then it is all um, dependent upon your volume with your carrier and how much money you're spending with them. So when you add that component to it of the carrier looks at your 52-week rolling average, applies that, to identify which tier you fall in, and then that tier determines the discounts based off of service level and weight break, uh, it gets complicated pretty quick. Yes. Um, so having a software platform that is constantly on a weekly basis going through and validating 
what tier you're in. If you're below tier, if you're going to drop off of a tier and you're going to lose some discounts, or if you're on the upper end of the tiers and it's time for you to renegotiate because you're spending more with the carriers is really important. I uh, really kind of uh, consider it pretty similar to um, a credit score. So if you have a, a credit score of, of uh, 880, it's not always going to be at 880 at all times. You're going right. to have something that will come up, bite it, and bring that credit score down. Um, and it's something that you need to monitor in order to be able to go borrow money or, or get a loan or go do something else. The last thing you want to do is go through that situation and think, oh, I have a credit score of 500. Why is that right. credit score so bad? It's because you haven't been watching it or monitoring it. Mm-hmm. This really helps you stay on top of it and be proactive and make better decisions so that when it does come time for you to have conversations with FedEx or UPS, they're clean, simple, easy conversations for you to be able to um, take a data-driven approach to making a good impact to your business. Yeah, I mean, going into those conversations and saying, well, I just don't think the service level has been up to par. And then the carrier says, well, why? Yep. You know, what's the answer to that? What's the data proven model behind your, I feel like the service levels haven't been up to par? Yeah. And FedEx and UPS have both struggled on the service level on time delivery percentage. Mm. They just have, um, they both have challenges right now. One is dealing with more problems than the other, and it's reflected in the service levels. Now is a phenomenal time for you to have those conversations (laughs) with your FedEx or UPS rep because it gives you some leverage, Mm -hmm. as well as if, as long as you do not take an emotional approach, which is exactly what you said, Mm -hmm. it it is, hey, I feel like you're not doing a great job, is very different than, hey, I've been tracking it over the last eight weeks. Your on-time delivery percentage has slipped by 20% for my business. This is unacceptable for me as a consumer and for my customers. They expect on-time delivery. Mm-hmm. In order to be able to do so, I need better discounts in my express services to make up for some of the late deliveries of your of your services. Those That's a very healthy um, two-way street conversation, and you're negotiating from data and logic, not from give me what I want or I'm leaving. That right. does not work very well in today's market. Well, and the carrier rep, right? It arms them with the, everything that they need to go back internally to mm-hmm. fight for you. Yeah, oftentimes clients think that they're negotiating with their rep. They are not negotiating with their rep. They are negotiating with the pricing department behind the rep. The rep is a conduit to give you information from you to them, them to you. And ultimately, the more effective you can be at communicating and arming that rep with the right information so that they can go to bat for you, that's the winning combo. Awesome. Well, you talk about all of this data. So what does the process look like um, for a client to really be able to get the data they need for this particular um, conversation? Like you said, there's a lot of different moving parts. I mean, you, you sifted, makes it very simple. You bring it all together so that they can have that data. But what exactly does that look like from their standpoint? So if they're in your system, they're already working with you. Is it a dashboard? Where are they getting this data? And uh, how are they um, putting that all together to really go to the that carrier rep to show the contract's performance? It's a great question. Um, and it's the question we get most frequently, which is, I haven't worked with you yet. How do I get my data in your system? And how difficult is it? Mm-hmm. It is not difficult at all. It's actually stupid simple. We call it 30 seconds easy. What? 
But if you have a FedEx or a UPS.com account, which most shippers do, I would say 99.9% of all shippers do, um, we send you a secure link where you can link your UPS.com or FedEx.com account to that secure link, and that is it. So if you know your um, FedEx or UPS.com account information, that's all you need. After that, we pull the data in, we do all the analysis work, it runs through the technology platform, and it presents itself in dashboards to you that look you know, amazing and nice and um, clean. So uh, we're taking some really boring, very complicated data and making it very presentable. I think it's really important to make data consumable and make it so that it's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the software is intended to do. And present it. And you talked about a score earlier on. Does it show the score right in the dashboard? Like, is it uh-huh. a score out of 100? You know, what does that look like? So it scores it in six key areas, but okay. it's really in two categories. One is external. So with you and your partner carrier, how do you score? And that means, how do I look with my contract? How do I look with my fees? How does it look for their on-time delivery percentage or how well of a job that they're doing? It's going to score it externally with, with your carrier and give you areas of opportunity and show you, comparative to other people that have sifted scores, how you rank. So if you know, and it, no matter how good of a relationship you might have with FedEx or UPS, they'll never tell you how you rank. Um, they're just going to tell you you have great rates. Uh our transparency really allows you to be able to do that um, and answers that question of, am I getting a good deal? And do I, I don't want to take the carrier's word for it. How do I validate it? That's the validation. The other category is it scores it in operational improvements. A lot of shippers think that the way that a shipping rate is determined is only with the carrier. The carrier determines the rate. Therefore, they're the ones I need to go beat up. But there's a lot of choices that you're making internally. What's the box size that it's going in? What are um, some self-inflicted fees that I'm uh, I'm making mistakes on, like bad addresses? Um, a lot of that can be avoided. Mm-hmm. That then improves the rate. So I think it's a dual dual approach that makes it really important for shippers to say, how do I stack up? And then what can I do within the four corners of my business to reduce my my costs? I always love talking to you because I learned something new. I don't know if you guys have been noticing, but I've been taking some notes um, just because I learned something new every time we speak. And what you're giving us is really insights, not only for, you know, the sifted technology and how you work with your customers, but you're also giving us insights on really how that uh, carrier relationship should look like, um, what should be part of that discussion, what my responsibilities are and what their responsibilities are. Like you said, a lot of times we go into these discussions or even we go into these relationships and, you know, if I ask somebody or a shipper, you know, what does your service level need to look like? A lot of times they really don't know what to say in that moment. Correct. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, um, And I think it's intentionally complicated. From the carrier standpoint, they intentionally okay. make it difficult to go through a negotiation or understand your agreement. We kind of joke that they have professional complicators that um, 
they pay to, to say, okay, how can we take a simple idea and complicate the, the heck out of it so nobody understands it? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's part of it. And look, our value or our, our positioning is we want people to make better informed decisions using software. Um, but more importantly, uh, we want uh, people to, to feel um, well-armed when they go in for a conversation, sometimes it can feel very one-sided. Yeah. Um, and sometimes to make it a level playing field for that negotiation and to know that you've got software and people at Sifted that have your back, um, I think is really important. Um, it sometimes feels like you're, uh, you're taking a test and you already have all the answers. <laughs> it's kind of fun to do that. Um, and this is what makes that negotiation actually a, a fun process, not an, not a process you dread doing. Absolutely. And it just empowers everyone to really come to the table and, like you said, level the playing field. So if I'm in the audience thinking, yikes, I've got a few contracts sitting getting dusty, which is probably your worst nightmare, I wonder if Sifted can help. Is there anybody you can't help? Is there an ideal customer that will benefit from this particular contract management um, suite? Typically, we, um, if you're spending... Um, you know, about, I would say a hundred thousand dollars or more a year with FedEx or UPS, you're going to need our services. Um, and if the contracts haven't been, uh, touched for a little bit, got a little dust on them, uh, <laughs> you'll, you'll need our services and we'll, we'll knock it out of the park for you in terms of cost savings. If you're looking at ways to reduce costs, tightening your belt and getting to a, a position to say storms coming for 2023, how can I get ready for it? And you're shipping over a hundred thousand dollars. We're going to be a great fit. Awesome. Awesome. And then do you have like a real life example of like some of the benefits or maybe even ROI? I mean, I don't know. I feel like you've probably saved a company, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Can you share with us a story like that of, you know, working with somebody with your contract management suite and what it's done for them? Or maybe, you know, a GRI's come up like it's happening right now. What does that look like for yeah. them? And, and how did they, how were they able to kind of avoid that massive increase? So I think one of my favorites uh, recently is a company um, that has a really cool product. It is um, a, a, a comforter that sits over your bed like a bed sheet mm-hmm. and it unzips. So it's really made for kids so that when they, uh, when you yell at them to make their bed and I've got kids and I do that all the time, <laughs> all they have to do is just zip up that comforter. It's like a sleeping bag and a bed sheet in one cool. and it sits on your bed and it's awesome. It's called Betty's B E D D Y S. They are a phenomenal, um, sifted client where uh, by using the Sifted uh, contract management suite software, they were able to significantly reduce cost up to 20%, which I think is massive. But more than that, they found a way to be able to reach more of the United States, more of their customers, Mm -hmm. faster for less money um, at a two-day, really a two-day transit time. So really offering kind of a prime, Amazon Prime-like experience. and significantly reducing their cost while introducing some um, some uh, new carriers to the mix. So they were only with one carrier. Yeah. And I think a common th- theme that I'm seeing a lot of is single sourcing. It used to be that I would give all my business to one customer or one carrier, FedEx or UPS, 
so I can maximize my discounts. The, the better approach is finding swim lanes between FedEx and UPS, designating those swim lanes and knowing how much to give to each carrier because it, each carrier doesn't service every part of the United States beautifully. There is some overlap there. And if you want to provide really good client experience at a reduced cost and not pay through the nose for it, let alone you're facing rate increases and uh, needing to tighten your belt, um, that's a great example. They took full advantage of it and they are um, offering, I would say, probably a prime-like experience at a reduced cost. It's a great experience for, for their customers and for them. I love that story. And with ex- expectations, you know, really soaring for the consumer, right, around free shipping. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you're going to take all the discounts and cost savings and 20% is going to be huge for that, right? Especially if you're offering free shipping, because at the end of the day, you're absorbing that cost and 20% could be a lot of money to the bottom line. Yep, especially if you're a, a $500,000 shipper or a $10 million shipper. Wow. 20% can add up very, very fast. And mm-hmm. who doesn't want to start the year off with the 20% decrease? Well, now I want you to get out your crystal ball because, you know, we've mentioned the general rate increase. We're headed into, or we are in peak season, really. What are the next few months going to look like? I mean, I personally think we might be in for a bit of a rocky ride. Do you have any predictions and what can businesses do now to try and get ahead or at least set themselves on solid ground? So I think the first thing that they can do is understand their data and know what's working and continue to do that and what's not working and have an action plan to fix it. The data will tell you that, and that's the purpose of Sifted. But outside of that, understand the data. I think where the market is going is um, uh, it used to be that FedEx and UPS were pretty similar. They're starting to break away from each other, and there's going to be some clean delineation between them. But both carriers are facing some significant challenges for 2023. FedEx is dealing with some significant issues internally with their independent contractor group, Mm. which are drivers. Usually when you see a FedEx driver and his van or her van and a uniform, you think it's a FedEx employee. It is not. Those are independent contractors that are uh, working for another firm, but they're contracted for FedEx. FedEx is dealing with some significant issues into that going into 2023 and the impact that's going to be for a shipper. Uh, if you're a FedEx customer, is you're going to pay more because mm-hmm. they're going to have to deal with some issues internally. UPS is not a it's not a better story. UPS is dealing with some potential um, Teamster issues. They're union based, and their um, Teamster agreement with all of their UPS drivers comes up for negotiation. You guessed it in 2023, and mm-hmm. those Teamsters are getting anxious and wanting a better contract. And they want more money. Is UPS just going to take it and say, okay, here's more money from our savings account? No, they will get that extra money from you if you're a UPS shipper. Wow. So we're looking at higher rates. Um, and that's why it's, I think, part of the reason why it's reflected, as well as inflation um, in the general rate increase. Uh, and that's why we anticipate UPS to be pretty similar to FedEx in terms of a historic rate increase. 
Thank you for sharing that. And it just goes to show that we are not out of the woods and that disruption is really all around us, right? We've experienced a lot of disruption in various aspects of supply chain. And now we're looking down the barrel of another disruption um, in 2023 for some of the uh, carriers, the parcel carriers. So thank you, Caleb. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And the Sifted Carrier Management Suite is just a really exciting product to talk about. I'm really enjoying it. And and like I said, I'm learning so, so much. I mean, to have a tool at your fingertips that combines the power of prediction, control, and modeling to enhance contract performance to such a high level is really absolutely revolutionary. And when you think about what's happening in the industry right now, it has a lot of people worried, right? So utilizing a solution like this is really going to help businesses to proactively drive success. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at Sifted, that's S-I-F-T-E-D.com. A massive thanks to Caleb for joining me once again and to the team at Sifted for making this episode happen. And we'll be back next week for episode three in our Driving Your Parcel Performance mini-series. I'll be joined by Elle Brown and we'll be talking all about measuring your contract health, how you validate rates and secure refunds with contract compliance and ensuring customer success. You absolutely don't want to miss it. So thanks again, Caleb. Thank you so much for having me back on. Really appreciate it.